Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 100. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. I was going to say 100 episodes came before this, but 99 came before this. This is true. This makes 100. 99. That's how you get up to 100. Yeah, I'm helping them out. It's math. Yeah. 100. Hopefully hopefully they know math. Centennial. Simple math. I would hope so. I would hope so. I'm Corey. My name's Nick. You know that. In the B-Movie Breakdown, as you know, as for 99 episodes, weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. When I hear humor and enjoyment, I imagine parentheses. <laughs> like, humor and enjoyment. You mean quotations. No, parentheses. Parentheses. Humor. Parentheses. <laughs> That's the gesture I'm making with my fingers that everyone can see. Yeah, but the par- you're going doing a parentheses yeah. symbols. It makes sense. Uh, what did you say be- before? Uh, we watch them so you don't have to. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't have to. Sometimes yeah, we, you should. Yeah, we watch movies so you don't have to. But, like, sometimes you should, which is one of the ones we discussed today because it'll change your world. It will it will change your world. It changed this podcast. This podcast is a WrestleMania on Invasion USA. Yeah, Invasion USA. Episode 100. It's like Ch- Chuck Norris. It's like Seth Cannon- Rollins coming out cashing the money in the bank. Invasion USA. Invasion USA. Canon Films, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Your dream team right there. Made some uh, absurd action movies in the 80s. This is definitely the be-all, end-all of those uh, Chuck Norris 80s action movies. It's it's out of control. We'll take you through all its twists and turns. All its twists and, and turns. And exciting observations. And exciting plot. Or lack thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof. So, uh, you know, each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. So at the end of this episode, we will reveal... The, ep- the movie for episode. Yeah, you're not going to want to watch that one. For n- you might, you might want not if you're, want to. If you're I, stupid, I'm not sure. Uh, you know where you can listen to us. You can listen to us on our website, the internet. Our website, bnbpodcast.com. You're very familiar with that. Yeah, or on iTunes if you subscribe there. That's the probably the easiest way to do that shit. Yeah, it's in or your some sort of podcast app if you have you that. Use an app. You've got a Kindle or something. Yeah, Stitcher. That's an app we are uh, we are on. We're on other podcast apps that, that coincide with iTunes as well. Uh, you can reach us on our website. You can reach us via email bnbpodcast at gmail dot com on Twitter at bnbpodcast. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast, or just search B-Movie Breakdown. Click that little thumbs up, that little like button. Search it. It's easier. Yeah, search it. It's just easy. give me a search. Yeah. A little search. A little search. Inva- a little searching. Search Invasion USA. Yeah, you'll get a lot of sites you probably shouldn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> Google's not going to be too kind to that search. Oh, no. Man, too many bad things. <laughs> I didn't think, think about, about that. Yeah, search Invasion USA. I don't know how many Klan or Nazi stuff, or who knows what you're going to pull up. Anti-American things. Very anti-American, anti-administrative things. You might be on a watch list searching that on Facebook. If you just search Invasion USA on Google, you'll be okay. A movie will come up. That's the first thing that comes up when I searched it. Did it really? Yeah, a movie. It wasn't just like this This conspiracy thread about Obama? No, that's on Facebook if you're just searching Invasion USA. Or just go to my friends list, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) I will, it's scary to know the people you're friends with on Facebook. Oh, please. Don't get me started. <laughs> Haven't talked to people in years. Then all of a sudden I see a post. You know how it goes. You've we've, all been there. We've all been there. It's just unfortunate. And we've all been there. This is a long intro. It is a long intro. All right, this is enough. It is enough. This is so done. enjoy, if you've watched it or if you're going to watch it after we talk about it or before we talk about it, enjoy Invasion USA. It's the best of the worst. Hey. Okay.
don't like you having that power. <laughs> let me let me read. Let me read taglines. It's just one. I'll, let me read it. It's then. all one. That's fine. No one thought it could ever happen here. America wasn't ready, but he was. Chuck Norris, the fucking man, yeah, he was you, ready. Were you ready? Was I ready? No. I was not ready for this movie. No I had, one. Could I be honestly ready for had this. no idea what to. I mean, I had only seen clips in the discussion in of this movie in the Electric Boogaloo uh, Story of Canon Films documentary, which we watched the clip that to get a little insight. After the fact, we need more. Uh, yeah, we need more because this the movie is absolutely the movie's insane. It's. It's it's not it's it's crazy to realize that there was going to be a sequel to this movie. Why wasn't there a sequel? It was okay. There's a movie called Avenging Force. All right, and it was made, but it was a it's a sequel, but without Chuck Norris. But it's an actual sequel to this movie. It's more of a prequel, I guess. A prequel because okay, it was originally written as a sequel to this film, but Chuck Norris. Uh, did not want to return to the role. He was uninterested in returning to the role. I think he had enough of canon films at this point. Probably. Between the Delta Forces and the Missing in Actions and yeah. all the other movies he did with them. So it was rewritten to My- uh, Michael Dudikoff, who was in like the American Ninja movies that canon made. Yes. And uh, it says, despite sharing the same main character name, the finished film was no longer truly a sequel or prequel. It's, it's supposed to stand on its own, but his name is Matt Hunter. Yeah, so it's clearly connected. Well, I guess we're going to have to watch that eventually. Avenging Force. Avenging Force. Because, I mean, well, the world is truly not the same in this universe. No, but this is a prequel because it's his younger. That's fine. So. Well, we'll have to see how it fits in. We can make our own judgment calls after the fact. Because there's not a lot of continuity to mess with, Corey. <laughs> Sequel or prequel, it won't make a difference. Well, you get the you can get a prequel maybe of how Rostrov and maybe. Matt Hunter became these sworn enemies. Or if like the only reason why it's a prequel is because the guy is younger. It could be like James Bond. He's just played by a different character. Could happen anytime. True. So like, usually, right, like let's you, not let's not talk not about after one movie. Let's not. Well, usually not. No, but <laughs> this is not a usual movie. Oh um, no, I mean. This movie, you watched the trailer for this movie. I liked it. Thank you. That was bringing me back to my like, point. You showed me half of the trailer and I turned it off because I was, and I was already sold. Yeah. Like, the trailer for this movie explains this, and the title of this movie explains it. Invasion USA. What we should do is post just the clip of the, or just post the video of the trailer because it sold me and I knew zero things. And after watching the trailer, I was sold. Oh, yeah. And, that's all I it mean, takes. I was that's sold in less than the trailer. I was sold seeing the clips in the documentary. I think we should just keep talking about how this movie sold us because it's just so fucking good. We won't even talk about it. Just how great it's, the trailer it's, is. It's definitely a type of action movie they really don't make anymore. You, you know how when like you watch a trailer and then like you watch the movie and you're like, oh, all the good parts are in the trailer. No. There's just more good parts. Oh, yeah. There's just more. And what's it crazy about this movie is... It doesn't stop. ...is that the main story, which is you have uh, Chuck Norris' character, Matt Hunter, he's like some sort of government, ex-military, whatever. You know, I don't really know his... Just imagine the guy who's like, he's been on enough missions, he's done. The last one ended, he wanted to do something else, they didn't... The government didn't want it to go that way. They pulled him back from making a decision which we'll talk about. I'm assuming that was probably his last mission. The The main plot of this movie being, you know, you have your Matt Hunter 
and he's an ex-CIA or ex-government op, probably CIA. military, shady uh, shit, probably some CIA. sort of beret, some sort of you know crazy mega badass type. You you know very typical Chuck Norris character, eighties character. They that they they no longer make those characters. a precursor to like a Walker Texas Ranger dressing in full denim. Except just going yeah. around roundhousing people and gunning people down. He's your hero. He's your one man fight team. That's what he is. So he, uh, but the one you know thing, the character. The one you know thing. The, kind. the one thing this movie does wrong. It does a lot of things right, but the one thing it does wrong in my eyes is that. It, oh, you do tell. <laughs> what did it do wrong? Is that I didn't get enough story with Matt Hunter and Roostov. I got more story in these people that got murdered innocently. And that's that something to them. This movie did have many personal touches. And little mini stories. Right right before the carnage would hit, you just focus on like kids playing football, guy fixing his car, um, family getting together, going into a church. Um, there was many more but like people at a mall people just being at and a, mall. a couple a couple being intimate on a beach, like having a genuine <laughs> moment. Just two people on a beach watching their um um their T V portable their TV. portable T V Watching Johnny Carson, as a matter of fact, and then they just get shot in the back of the head, and the terrorists invade on World War II troop transporters that probably invaded Normandy. Yeah, the guy even said he's like, 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 these are forty-year-old ships. Oh, isn't that poetic? The same, the same ships that took down Hitler, took down America almost. Almost, not really. Almost, because I mean, come on, took down Norris, took down part of Miami, lots of Miami. Well, those same troops got onto the beach. Got into trucks and then dispersed across the nation. So the plot of the movie is there's terrorist attacks, random acts of terror that make no sense except for the purpose of causing terror, all across this great nation. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, imagine it, that world. It doesn't need much more of a plot because it's just your action movie. They explain it when we were watching a little documentary thing that they didn't. Uh, the guy, the guys who produced this movie. You know, the canon film dudes, they just didn't care about that kind of stuff when making an action movie like this. It was just like, explosion, 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 set piece, set piece, set piece. I mean, they used, it's a, just chaos. They used a real neighborhood for the with the scene where they blow up a neighborhood. It was a real neighborhood that was going to be demolished. Same thing with the mall. It was a mall that was going to be gutted and like, re- what, rebuilt. What so. fortunate events had to transpire to make this movie possible? Because those scenes were great. Like you see, it's Christmas time, by the way. Oh yeah, this movie the long does string totally... of action movies that take place at Christmas time. But it's awesome because it's in Florida, Miami, so there's no snow, but there's Christmas and trees. Like there's there's a family decorating the Christmas tree outside, which is a I so makes... so devastating, so unbelievably. But insane. then then after they put on the the daughter climbs the ladder and puts up the little. Uh, it's not even like a star. It's just a little one of those little doodads. That's how she survives, by the way. She's outside. She she went inside with the family, ran back outside That's right, to put this to thing put on. The, put to put the thing on because and she's climbing down the ladder as a fucking rocket just. Because then, yeah, there's a in the back of a truck. Speaking of these random acts of terror, there's just a guy with a rocket launcher blasting into people's houses as it's Christmas Eve. I'm assuming. I mean, it could be any. It looks like it's probably Christmas Eve. But maybe not. You decorate the tree probably before Christmas Eve. But it seemed like everybody was getting ready to go inside and have dinner with their families. And they're all just being massacred as the entire houses erupt into flames and explosions. So yeah. this, this girl walked in her house, came back out, and then her family was orphaned. I mean, she was orphaned because her family yeah. was destroyed. Yeah. And she wasn't the only one. Multiple. Multiple kids were kids playing in the street. They lived in some of those houses, possibly. 
after the chaos happened, you just see the aftermath of the survivors, like, coming together. We mentioned while watching, we want to watch their story. How do you survive? How do you carry on from this? Yeah. Your neighborhood was just destroyed. Everyone's family's in pieces. Yeah. Random acts of terror. Just, These things happen in other countries. This is just happening here. Yeah. This Pure madness. Chaos. And, and, the Madness. Uh, the, it's hard to describe. Okay, it is hard to describe because... How would I put this into words? It's because one thing that maybe everybody needs to know is when we were watching that doc, that piece of the documentary, um, one of the, the editor of the movie mentioned how Cannon cut uh, a huge part of the movie that had a lot of story elements and background on the characters. Something that I was saying that was missing from this movie. It felt like a chunk was removed. And it definitely adds to where, how it's hard to explain because in the beginning you get this scene with Rustov. You're introduced to him. And he's he's a master of disguise. He is great. He's like, I'm a military colonel. I'm a police officers. We have a, military. I, I work have, for the Coast Guard. Yeah. Because the opening, oh God. The opening though is... is it sets the tone for the movie, but really, 100%. I I really can't tell you why that happened. I can tell you why. That okay, happened. the drug thing. Yeah. But why did the drug thing even matter beyond the point of when he kills the drug dealer? Because what? Where did it go? Like the, that that's story how they got, went. That's nowhere. how they got their weapons: drugs in exchange for money. He makes the phone oh, call. Oh, that's right. He's like, they all there? Yeah. He talks to Nico, I believe. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, setting it up. It's all there. So then, they steal this drugs from a a boat. Of that, Cuban that, refugees. That they got from a source that knew it would be on a boat full of Cuban refugees that just so happens to stall in between Cuba and Florida. But then, like, the first... I talked about these personal stories. The first story we get is this little kid with his grandpa trying to get to America, talking about America and how they're going to live their life and how they hope they don't get taken back to Cuba. And it's this whole personalizing, like, this little immigrant story of the Cubans coming over and the Coast Guard pulls up. You Bienvenido, well, you know, he welcomes them to America... Ustados Unidos, and then, um, the then, then they just open up uh, their guns under the ship and kill everybody to steal the drugs inside the boat to buy the weapons they need to destroy America. But man, after he gives, he sells this guy drugs. It's hard. This is so many things. He sells the guy drugs, and then as his lady is like snorting the crack off the. Uh, off the table, he slams her head. Oh man, and the straw went right up her the nose. The straw goes in her nose. Everywhere. Then he grabs her, throws her out the window, then grabs a drug dealer, sticks his gun down his pants, and shoots his crotch like five times. <laughs> and then he just dies. And then killed a bunch of people on his way yeah. out. Yeah. Except for the guy working at the front desk. Who goes to investigate after everyone is gone, after the gunshots have stopped, and just takes the drugs and leaves. So he's a little entrepreneur. And and another thing about this was this guy Russian, right? Rustov, right? I think he was, but he could have been German too. Like East well, German. It's, it says in here on the po- on an older poster, it says Matt Hunter can 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 stop the Soviet Union's ultimate plot. There is no mention of any Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, I know. I think that's a this bad a poster. Ter- this is just a terrorist group. But they were playing on uh, American fears. They were playing on hot topics of the Cold War. Yeah, that very modern thing that went on for forty years. This plan on people's fears. Because... This is worse than that. This is off the charts. Yeah. Off the charts terror. This yeah, Seriously, the, the amount of terror in this movie it's is... It's pure terror. It is pure. Like like we said, just blowing up six houses in an innocent suburban neighborhood. Going to a community center where there's a dance going on. There's a party. But clearly these people have had altercation with the police. I guess maybe noise levels, you think, maybe? Something, I don't know, being minorities Perhaps. as well. Yeah, touching on that little racial tension of the Cubanos yeah. down in Miami. But the cops show up. 
And these guys, you felt like there's a guy trying to hook up with this girl. Like, it's a little mini-story, not a long one. Just a little tiny one. Um, but then, like, you know, hey, you should, you want to go out, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the cops pull up. The guy's like, oh, you're, you're at us again, huh? Then the cops just stare at him. Then take out their guns. And then just start shooting everyone. It's just it, it Just wild. turning people against the police. It happened, yeah, it happened God. at the, almost happened at the grocery store. A few people did die. Yeah, the, at the grocery, grocery store. store? People Jeez. just wanting food and the uh, lack thereof because of the situation going on in the area. Yeah, on the, they mentioned on the highway. What's going on to the highway? Well, yeah. We never really know. Uh, the, uh, they said that the they were blocking, like, all sort of transportation. I think so that these people couldn't get in or out, all the terror, like the terrorists, because, I mean, they're traveling in trucks, so... Yeah, but they're masters of disguise. Yeah, this is true. They were, they had every sort of bit of, you know, military, police officer, what have you, type of disguise to take things down, that's for sure. And it's funny that Chuck Norris's character, Matt Hunter, in before he starts going on his rampage, he's just a alligator, farmer, hunter guy. Basically... In so you the see middle Chuck of the Norris swamp. wrangling gators for real. A real gator. Real gator. They have the him and this other dude who with a real mouth. That guy might have been like a legit could be alligator wrangler. Could be gator. And maybe they just cast him in the in the movie or something. Makes sense. But Chuck Norris is the one that has to grab him by the mouth and like tie his mouth shut. Yeah, like if he didn't do that right, somebody's getting bitten. It says in here that Chuck Norris did almost all of his own stunts for this movie. Including the scene in the mall where he's hanging off the pickup truck. That was him that went through the window. Oh my god, he could have died. <laughs> the truck was going so fast. He hit all the debris. Yeah, there, there's a scene in this movie where they're in a mall. And uh, this one nerdy, goofy looking dude who's uh, like a one of the right-hand guys of Rustov, uh, Nico being the main Nico one. Nico is important. This He's, is, Nico is the voice of reason. And uh, this guy, he goes to plant a bomb at a mall in a widely like populated, you know, Christmas shopping season. Uh, somebody, it though, is. ends up seeing the package. So he starts chasing the guy down, like, hey, you forgot your package. Another little mini-story. He was there with, like, his wife doing yeah. some shopping. Then just noticed the packages get sent down. So then this guy has a personal story. Well, actually, the other package. little mini-story there was that kid putting... The gum on the yeah car. between the cop yeah just well, well, nothing even happened with that well I mean that was just again like what a weird like action movies don't do that it's very weird to have a little personal moment because like those usually usually get cut out it's funny of all the things that are cutting they kept those little moments they, in they they cut the main story and kept the side stories usually you're getting main plot main bi- caring for the characters in the movie no they just show you the backstories of the collateral and damage and even the female journalist character like whatever happened with her. I don't Cle- fucking know. Clearly it got cut out. He, he after like, yeah, after their... She, they had so many interactions and you never see her again. No, she's just gone. She said bye to her cowboy. Apparently Chuck Norris wanted Whoopi Goldberg to play that role. Oh, wow. That would have set a whole tone. <laughs> oh, wow. What on earth? At the time that Whoopi Goldberg was like on the up and up. Yeah. Like 85, she's like, you know, probably burglar, jumping jack flash, stuff like that. She's on the up and up. So, I don't know if she was about to st- st- uh, be second to Chuck Norris in a canon film. If only. Because, like, then doesn't that change the whole tone of the movie? It's, no, it doesn't change the whole tone. It just changes, oh, hey, here's this person who's a rising star, and you just had her be in the movie for, like, four scenes, and can then you, you cut her the, out. Can you imagine their chemistry? Oh, they would have kept the side story if Whoopi was in it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. She we got to find that footage. Hey, cowboy. There's no footage. It's got, it was filmed. No, the Whoopi Goldberg stuff? No, you... 
nerd. No, the the footage of the like, deleted plot. Those. Oh, two. oh, yeah. Like if it was whooping in those scenes, they would have kept it. But since yeah. it wasn't, it was just left to the cutting room yeah, floor. Yeah, she was just. I don't know what happened to her. I just don't. The journalist chick. I don't. She is just gone. Bye. See ya. You know, I don't even know what her name was. Did she even have a name? McGuire, it says. Oh. Is that her first name or last name? Just, just, just says McGuire. Just says McGuire. Oh, my God. So I have no fucking idea. Uh, I mean, this yeah, it's just, this movie is just set piece after set piece, you know, action scene after action scene after action scene. And they all just keep amping themselves up. They all just keep getting more and more absurd. Uh, They're so absurd, but like it never stops. You're never bored. No, you're never bored. And the even and Chuck Norris has a lot of really good uh, one-liners in this movie too. Got a few written down. Yeah, like uh, well, time to die was like his main one. He said that about a hundred well, times. Because we established there's not much story between Rustov and uh, Mr. Uh, Matt Hunter, but I guess Matt Hunter was supposed to kill Rustov, and the CAA, whoever he worked for, told him not to, so he didn't. Mm-hmm. Like that's and like. Gustav is so scared of this guy coming after him. He has nightmares. He's kicking shit over in his hotel room. So, like, there's, like, a fear there. We yeah, just don't this know. whole story. This is yeah. what I mean. Like, why didn't we, like... It's almost more ingenious because it makes you wonder the... what happened. <laughs> you can imagine this epic this epic confrontation. I wish I knew what happened. I, w- I really wish I knew what happened. Maybe we'll have to watch that prequel. Maybe it tells the whole story. There's no Rustav character in the, in the prequel. Maybe he doesn't go by Rustav in that movie. Sure, he maybe goes he, by Larry Richards. Maybe probably. he goes by Jack Johnson or Jack Roberts. No, or Jim. You're 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 really stretching there. Just wanting these. You things never know. You never know. Definitely don't. Happen. I'm just saying this movie opened my eyes. Uh, you know what else was really funny too? There was a couple of really absurd things we pointed out while watching this. There was and one was uh, the guy in the rowboat who was rowing through. It had to be eons of swampland. Yeah, like his le- like um. Matt Hunter's liaison from the government. Basically his, uh, oh man. Like his Troutman character, except less cool. Yeah. Like, come on back, let's do this. Yeah. But not as cool. Yeah. It's and not he, as cool. And that, no, and he, but he was rowing for who knows how long. Yeah. In he, a suit. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Down the swamp. Because it took, where did he come from? Because Norris had to like take like a fan boat. And he, he drove for so long. To get there. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a house in the middle Where of... Where did he come from? It was absolute nowhere. So I, and, and then another thing was the, the cops parking on the beach with their uh, tires about five feet under the sand. Yeah, definitely not getting out of there. When they're investigating the World War II um, Marine troop transports, the cop car is just parked in the sand on the beach. Why did they have to drive onto the sand? There's a parking lot. There's no way it's leaving that beach. And it's what, just not happening. And what about uh, Chuck Norris driving? He was like in a bad part of town, just driving down the street and being attacked by strangers. He was just being attacked. They, how did they know he wasn't from there? Everyone, there was so many different kinds of people. You got your hoes, your pimps, your, you, your bikers. Bi- bikers, homeless people, just random. Just But everybody like, knew he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. How do you know that? I, I, like when he walked in that club too. Clearly he knew the guy who owned the club. And that other guy's like... Are you buying or are you selling? Yeah, was women he... mainly what he was talking about. Yeah, right. And he was yeah. like, he's like, I don't know you. He's like, I don't know you. And he's like, I don't know you either. He's like, that's not the most important part. Yeah, he, he smashes a bottle in that guy's hand. Yeah, the guy's holding a bottle. So then, um, he always squeezes his hand. Yeah, he so he holds the guy's hand and squeezes it until the bottle breaks in that guy's hand, which is an intense thing to see. That's in, that's great. What an innovative film. 
That's what a trend. And even then, is when he t- another gr- another good one liner. The guy tells him, "See you in hell," and he goes, "Send me a postcard." It was good, but even you're saying it with more emotion than he did. He just spoke it. Yeah, send me a postcard. Send me a postcard. <laughs> so deadpan in this Jeez. movie. <laughs> or like the bomb in front of the church. Oh yeah, he didn't he say like. Oh, looks like your bomb didn't work. That's too many words. It was short. Looks like it didn't work. Yeah. And then he drops it down by the guys, connects two... Does gu- now. Yeah, connects two wires and does now. And then it blows up everything. Or, around. I mean, the other line was just really, tell Rustav it's time to die. When he put the grenade in that guy's hand. Yeah. How wild is that? That guy could have just... I mean, the guy was smart enough to throw the grenade out the window. Yeah. But then another mini story, like... Cause the, yeah, the, with those guys. The, the, the punchline of the scene, like this bad guy who eventually uh, Chuck talks to, the guy that gets the grenade put in his hand, like walks with these guys just cleaning their car outside of this building. They give him grief. They don't well, like they knock the, over his bucket. There you go. So they're pissed at this guy. So then like these two guys, one guy's really tall and skinny. This other guy's just a fucking jacked man. He's so solid. Then like they um they walk inside the building. Chuck's got a knife in this like bad guy's hand interrogating him. For some reason, this pisses off the guy who hates this guy anyways. So they give him grief. Yeah, he should have been fine with Chuck Norris doing that. Why was he so upset? Like, Chuck was taking away his beatdown. And then he stabs... No, then he kicks... Chuck kicks the meathead's guy in the face. That's when they leave. But then to end the story... Chuck puts a grenade in his hand. The guy throws a grenade out the window. It lands in the car these guys were cleaning, like a Cadillac, and just blows it to hell. And then the guy's sad. And then he's sad. It's like, well, why was that a little story? That's what I mean. Why do they have so many little stories so many and little never stories. gave us a main story? No. Other than Rusto's bad, Hunter's yeah. good, Hunter wants to stop Rusto because they have a past. It's almost like this was a little experiment to just, like, deal with, like, how do average day people react to just random acts of terror? And then the overarching... Web that connects it together is just Rustov versus Chuck, which in the end doesn't matter. That just sets the set piece. But these little little nuggets of just little information, little people living living normal lives. Even even in the movie, even in the scene of the mall. So the guys get in that truck and they start driving out of the mall. Chuck grabs onto the side. Yeah. He's being smashed through countless amounts of kiosks, lots and, of kiosks, and windows. And then the the truck crashes, and this woman gets all pissed off. Why was she mad? I don't know. Yeah, just get out of here. <laughs> There's clearly all these guns shooting and going off. Like, yeah. why are you still sticking around? She starts, like, attacking the terrorists, and then they grab her, and they go on a speeding car chase. As she's hanging, not the out, side. she's not hanging out the window. She's literally just on the side of the truck. She has her foot on, like, the, 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 the step up to get yeah, into the Yeah, and the truck. guy is just holding on to her, using yeah. her as, like, a human shield. And, like... They're being chased down so many streets. They jump over like railroad tracks. Yeah, they're real and her, high. And she's still hang, she's still just hanging out out yeah. of the window. Yep. It's and it's so ridiculous. Well, and then Chuck Norris ends up putting a grenade in that car, and it crashes and blows the smithereens. And surprisingly, she lived. That girl didn't die. They put her. They got her in the car, and she oh, made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So like, she almost fell out of the other car. She almost. I expected her to die. Yeah. But no. And uh, even another. Another time, uh, similar bomb situation, when Chuck Norris gets that bomb off that bus. Yeah. They, he always knows, like, where they're at and he, where they're doing well, the worst things. I'm assuming, well, I mean, we don't know how, I mean, the whole country is in, he's only in one area. We don't know what they're doing. The whole country. Yeah, we never get to see anything else other than Miami. Through news reports that the country is falling apart. These are happening all over the place. But, like, they kind of addressed that scene. Because, like, yes, somehow Chuck knew that they were going to place a bomb on a school bus, which we get to see a mini-story before the school bus takes off of, like, 
you know, basically it's not safe, so there are a bunch of parents, like, like, um, um, like, <laughs> like London's being bombed by the Nazis, so, like, they ship all the kids to the U.S. to be safe. So they put all these kids in this bus to drive them off to the countryside? Where are they going? Out of the city? Yeah, they just said the country. But the terrorists, safe in the, country. the terrorists feel the need to take a bomb, put it on a school bus as it's driving down traffic, and just let it go to blow up. Of course, Chuck finds out there's a bomb there, takes the bomb off the school bus. He, it was more difficult than it should have been. He should have just been able to drive up and grab it, but it wasn't that easy. And then he... Throws the bomb inside the car eventually, and they explode and die. Oh, he goes forget forget something. Oh, that was funny. And puts the bomb on the car on the hood. And the thing is, yeah, though, the, yeah. the 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 timer on the bomb was going so fast; it was not even going like by a second. No, it was like half like, second. And there was only twenty seconds left, and it took Chuck Norris at least thirty plus seconds to catch up to the bad guys. Those bad guys should have been eons away, by the way. Why were they so close to the bus? Why weren't they speeding away? They're just driving normal. Did they were they waiting to see their damage? Maybe in the rearview mirror. Yeah, got it. <laughs> oh, we blew up all those kids. Forget something? Yeah, forget. And that was the goal, just blow up kids. Just genuine terrorists. That's all it was. Yeah, they're blowing up... pure terror. I mean, they were going to blow up that church with tons of people in it. When, uh, when we watched, just real quick, when we watched that, um, the little after, like the, the Canon Films documentary, the little part about mm -hmm. how they, they were just thinking outlandish and like being ridiculous. They thought terrorists attacking which is just a, such an absurd, silly idea. Well, you know. Yeah, like the one not, guy not, even says, like they're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and whatever one, whatever noodle sticks. To, to see how this is the thing people genuinely fear, legitimately, this attack, people coming up to the beaches and attacking, it's like straight out of somebody's, you know, 2016 nightmare. Yeah, uh, but Chuck Norris does end up catching up with a lot of the main bad guys. He does. As the movie goes on, the one dude Nico, he ends up making the guy shoot himself in the head. Yeah, he was gonna shoot the reporter, then like moves his hand, and, he and shoots. then she's all pissed. Right. Remember, she's all pissed after he yeah, saved his life. Uh, thanks, cowboy, for nothing, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I could have died. I, I could have, like, well, you, yeah, you didn't even help anything. You're not doing anything, cowboy. That was like her go-to, like, yeah. you're annoying me line. Yeah, like, he's a cowboy. It's because, like, she's, like, flirting with him, but, like, giving him shit. Like, you cowboy. And there could have been more of a story there. Maybe there probably a, was. Maybe a love story that there ended up Or just something. Like, he, he goes off, like... I'm gonna go, you go get Rue's stuff, and she gives him a kiss or something, I don't know. Or who knows, that maybe we just missed a, a gratuitous sex scene. There were boobs in this movie. There were, so about we could like, There about was About like 45 minutes in, there was boobs there was. at the, uh, the oh, before, nightclub. Before we um, uh, take a tangent, but like how we were saying he notices everything, he's there for all of them. But then we cut to like all the attacks. He stops. Then oh, they yeah, cut, the carnival. They cut to a carnival that's abandoned, empty, and there's like a little, uh, like a little... Um, Carousel. It's like one of those little cars you yeah. see that go around in a circle that's just blown to shit. And he's just, you basically see the tear come down his eye. You don't. But that's what he's doing. Well, yeah, he's like, he's like what about these kids? They didn't have the, a It chance. was after he killed Nico, because yeah. his Troutman character. Yeah. I'm glad he remembers. It was after the bombing on the bus, actually. Yeah. He's like, good job with Nico. Uh, yeah, he's didn't like, save these kids. Didn't did save it? these kids. So innocent people, they. I'm glad they did show that much. That though. matters. Though. Like they showed that, like he innocent, wasn't stopping yeah, everything. Yeah, he can only stop so much. He's only one man, which is awesome. And um, how realistic. And then, uh, I love the realism. And, of this movie. and yeah, and then they start talking about martial law. Yeah, uh, rights being suspended. There was a conference between all 50 governors that the news told us to debate. You know, the future of civil liberties in the United States of America. Damn, man, I was the so thing excited. is, though, even at the end of this movie. After the after the the end of it, shit's still going down. Even though these guys don't have a leader anymore, you know you're still attacked. They're still going. This is like an ongoing thing. Yeah, it you gotta, has like, to be. You got you got to wipe all these guys out. 
for it to fully be over with. Do summon like there was a massive um Rustav assembles a massive amount of guys to take down um Mad Hunter in um an epic ploy. He kind of plays different people against each other, like because the cops don't know he's a thing, so the cops arrest him, but he wants to be arrested. They take him to a building, but then the building's evacuated. So like he's able to like um like, he's interviewed, for some reason, by the news, which, like, usually they don't give vigilantes that kind of platform, as we were discussing, to just talk to the whole nation, because they acknowledge there's only three channels, so, like, this is, like, probably national news, if not just local state news, but still a big deal, where he tells, he's talking ominously into the camera, I forget the exact quotes, but he's calling off Rustev, and, um, basically tells the entire viewing audience that it's time to die, because he's speaking to one man. Do you, do you recollect that, that yeah that um that moment in time? Oh yeah, and uh, it's <sighs> so then he has this whole mass of people assemble in this building to get him, but it's just a trap. So yeah. he manages to wipe huge, everybody out. Huge trap. It's a, it's a good ploy. The, but yeah. like yes, that's just here. I imagine there's other terrorists all over the country. Yeah, still doing terrorist shit. Someone's gonna there's if there's a power structure, someone's gonna take over. So like this country is still dealing with just like war and it's on home soil. Did you do you, did what? <laughs> eh. In, in that scene, one well, one there's there's rocket launchers in many scenes, but that scene has like rocket versus rocket. They launcher. love rockets, dude. In this movie, one thing I learned is that rocket launchers easily carry six rockets in them at all times. <laughs> they uh, they may carry more than one rocket. This is definitely an example yeah. of you know action movies where nobody ever reloads their gun except for Chuck Norris does a couple times. He does, he does have to pick up new guns and things like that. But most of the bad guys, I think, the just decide to fire around five hundred bullets There's, per gun. They do have the benefit of there being so many terrorists. Maybe you don't always know who's shooting from where, so everyone is just shooting all the time. Yeah, everyone's constantly shooting, and they never hit Chuck Norris. No, he didn't get shot once. Did no, he? even when he's driving a car straight towards them. Yeah, he's driving what... a truck straight towards them, but How shooting at his windshield. His... How do they miss the windshield? It didn't even bullets didn't even hit it. No, those guys are, but terrorist logic. They're worse than like the Cobra agents. They're not good. <laughs> and I could swear I heard lasers going off in this movie. Yeah, I think it there was, was just like absurd laser sound sounds. effects. Laser sounds. Blue thing. The night ricochet lasers. Yeah. And like some of the Uzi blasts look pretty blue, they're they're pretty laser esque, not lasers, but pretty close to oh, being yeah. not normal fire. Some pretty absurd weapons power. in this yeah. movie. So, a lot of guns that I'm sure you gun nuts will know, but like, they just seem like made up, cobbled together, like three weapons strapped to one. They seem very ridiculous. <laughs> My expert eyes cannot tell what weapons those were supposed to be. No, but they were ridiculous weaponry. But it's it's crazy how this movie it was made for ten million dollars. It was a ten million dollar budget. That's a lot that, for eighties. That's a lot of money. Well, it, how many tanks are at the end? Chuck out the military call. Oh my in? god! There's like so many tanks. You and couldn't even Jeeps the streets and... are just full of tanks. <laughs> so many tanks and like, cause like it ends like he's fighting Ristov inside this building because he's laid its trap. But like the U.S. military shows up to honestly take out all of these terrorists. It's an honest to god war zone. It's a legitimate war. And uh, the movie made $17.5 million at the box office. Made a profit. Yeah, made its money. We've also forgot to mention Chuck Norris wrote the screenplay for this movie. Maybe he was pissed at those guys. And his younger brother was a co-writer of the original script. Which, like, how bizarre is that? Aaron Norris. How bizarre is that? Can I just see more movies written by Aaron Norris? (laughs) Jeez. The director of this movie, too... uh, Joseph Zito, he directed uh, The Prowler, which is a sweet uh, horror movie, 
Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh. Uh, missing in action. There's your Chuck Norris link. Yeah. And then uh, after that, he did Red Scorpion with Dolph. So that guy knew what he was doing, too. After the, after 89, though, he didn't work again for until, like, 2000, and he didn't make much after that. And I don't know why those action movies went out of style the way they did. I guess they were Arthur Welcome. Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, the, the way of the action it's movie is kind sad. of coming back, kind of. Your fast movies are definitely of that same 80s-ish style, right? They are. Over the top, insane, and uh-huh. no rules, you know. I mean, it was a different time. Everybody wanted to feel good about America, so, like... Everybody's like all these, because like even the Fast and the Furious is interesting because like they're all vigilantes. Yeah, oh like, yeah. A lot of these movies are like go- lone government guys or government dudes or soldiers, but like that's kind of interesting because most of those 80s movies are they're, they're like soldiers, ex soldiers, but still working mm-hmm. for the government. That's a neat thing. But I mean, while audience did, audiences loved it and it became a huge hit on uh, video, it was MGM's second highest grossing video besides uh, Gone with the Wind. That's nuts. It's, it's in this movie. This movie was that huge for MGM in video sales. And Man. with a, Invasion but, USA, a but, movie about the Civil War. Critics, damn, critics dude. did not like this movie really. Twenty-seven uh, percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Can you imagine being like a, a serious movie critic in the eighties? Roger Ebert said movies? it's a stereotypical clone of action movies. Fine, Ebert. I don't think it's stereotypical. I pointed out reasons that makes it different. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not many movies I can think of where you had this madman who led in millions of people who were legitimately killing people. A lot of times, you have your one bad guy, and maybe he has a bunch of, like, goonies and stuff, but they end up not really being able to accomplish much. No. Because like a diehard. It's just like, they're in a he, building. Yeah. Main guy. You know, they kill a terrorists. couple people, yeah. but they're not killing a ton of people. Like, these, the body count, it says in this movie, and I feel like it had to be more, it says 129 people. There had, I mean, that's a good amount, obviously, but like all those explosions and but there's no way it was just that much. Yeah. And like if you count the unnamed, I mean, you know, the unnamed attacks that have made all the governors assemble together to have a meeting to debate the future of America, the shit's going down. There's no way America survives this movie, regardless. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw in here, you were wondering about Aaron Norris, what he, uh, other things he did. I he was did, uh, wondering. Missing in Action 3, Okay. Chuck Norris. Of course. He did Delta Force 2, Chuck Norris. He did The Hitman, and that's the movie I was thinking of with Chuck Norris wearing uh, a black duster uh, with the mega wet, like, wet mullet. Oh my gosh. That's what it is. It's called The Hitman. And he also did Sidekicks, Chuck Norris movie that I was talking about where Chuck Norris plays himself and a kid keeps dreaming... Daydreaming about it's almost like Last Action Hero. It sounds exactly like Last Action but Hero. But but instead of the kid going into a movie, it's dreams. It's just him having daydreams all the time of like wishing he was a sidekick. So with Chuck in a Norris. way, it's a little more realistic because like you're just having dreams. Yeah, and then at the end, he go they go to this karate tournament, and they need help, and Chuck Norris is there, and he helps the team win the thing. So he ends up actually teaming with Chuck Norris, but Chuck Norris plays himself throughout the whole movie, and Joe Piscopo is like. The, it's almost like if you took Last Action Hero mixed up with Karate Kid. Because there's, a whole, there's like a whole karate it. element to it where, like, yeah. in Karate Kid, there was, like, the bad guy instructor of Cobra Kai. Correct. And uh, then there was, then this movie, there's Joe Piscopo is, like, the main bad guy. And he's the bad guy in all the dreams, too. Weird. In all the dreams, it's, it's, it's he's the bad guy. So that's kind of odd. Yeah. it's it, it, You know, I, I love that movie. It's so absurd. And it stars the one kid... 
He uh, was in Ladybugs with Ronnie Dangerfield. I don't know anything about uh, that. Jonathan... Jonathan Brandis. Do you remember that kid? The boy, I always remembered he was in... He played Bastion in NeverEnding Story 2. He was in Ladybugs. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, That's alright. He's a kid in the movie, though. Yeah, that but then, well, he, then he was that. on the show... What was the show where they were underwater? Sequest. I was going to say Sequest. He was on Sequest. But then that kid ended up killing himself. In real life? Yeah. Well, that was, that was a little bummer. He died at the age of 27. He hung himself. But, like, that's sad. What a what a, what a downer. <laughs> yeah, sorry for bringing that up. Jeez. Well, we bring Side, up, note, we'll he bring killed, up, we'll side b- note, he killed himself. Bring up sidekicks, and that's the one thing I think of, is Jonathan Brandis, and then he was... Here's this happy movie I liked. A good memory. Oh, well, you know this guy he, killed himself? He also, this, his brother basically directed every um, bunch of other movies. He was in Hellbound, uh, Top Dog movie we were talking about. I'm glad he worked with his brother. I feel and then a Forest Warrior, a I sweet f- movie where Chuck Norris is like a Native American. I f- well, isn't that a thing? Isn't that a thing? Like he's got Native American like ancestral DNA. Isn't that a thing? John McKenna. I know it was. I know he liked that concept so much, whether it's real or not. I don't know about Chuck, but like in Walker, Texas Ranger, I mean, he grew up in a reservation. Yeah. That's like an important part, you know. White man on our Indian reservation. He only, this guy, he only made two movies without Chuck Norris, his brother. They're a good team. I feel like um, Aaron Norris needs some more credit. I feel like someone needs an Aaron Norris lover to just pull scenes from his movies. But that's basically a Chuck Norris. Yeah, it, was, it, would just be, thing. it would just be a Chuck Norris lover. I don't really don't know. But it's giving homage to his brother who needs more credit. This is true. His brother does need more credit. He's, he's overshadowed. He is. He's the man behind the man. Exactly. He pulls the strings. Yeah, so, I mean, his, like, bro- his brother was in some movies, too. Movies that Chuck was in. Oh, yeah, I can say Force of One, Octagon, Lone Wolf McCade. So, he's in other... He had one lead role in a movie called Overkill in 96. He was a lead character? Yeah, his o- first and only lead role was the, the character Jack Hazard in a movie called Overkill from 1996. That needs to be put in the to-watch list. Yeah, we need to watch Overkill with Aaron Norris. So I have yeah I have no idea what he even looks like. There's not even a picture of him on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, uh, this movie was was pretty insane. I really don't know what else to say about it other than it was. Uh, if you love '80s action movies, you'll love this movie. It's insane. The bad guy at the end, Chuck Norris, blows him up with a rocket, with a rocket launcher, from like point from like five feet away. Keep in mind, they both had rocket launchers. It was like a western duel with rocket they launchers. Had- each had a rocket Chuck launcher. Norris had the up on him because he had to turn around. I was going to say, you know, like my catchphrase for this podcast was going to be like, we watch movies so you don't have to. But this one you have to watch. You have to watch oh, this one. Yeah, I mean... If you're not watching yes. this one, who are you? Yes, we do watch a lot of movies that maybe you would, would not care no, about. But, no. there, but there are a number we have watched that I would suggest right. going back and watch. This, this is, one? This is definitely This one. one? My Pet Monster? Both of those you should watch? Don't... don't last, that was last week... And don't go ever revisit that. We we'd warned you there. Oh, I did at least warned you nah. about the dangers of top two my movies pet you could ever watch: Invasion USA and My Pet Monster. Oh my god! Is it's that, only it's only five like forty five minutes. Is that part of your top five secret movies? Uh, my Pet Monster might be, but yeah. I don't. No, I think it's like that one pulls in like a number six. Number six is it's not it doesn't rank five. up there with Mario Brothers. No, Mario Brothers is like one or two. <laughs> Holy shit! That is an honest comment. That's, Live action Mario Brothers is like one or two, like 
top Nick's like top personal five movies. Like I can accept other movies are great and that they're awesome and I like them, but like my personal top five, which may or may not coincide with other human beings, Mario Brothers is like top one or two. That's it's pretty it's pretty high up. I I don't know what number I there's it's like number one double dragon. No 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 double dragon is good, but that's not up there. It's not top like. You you didn't think it was cool that you could like no put I did two medallion pieces and turn into a shadow man no I love that or movie. rub one of them I guess one of them did that that one is like top fifteen top twenty okay it's like eighteen number eighteen where there's like a postal character bad guy who jumps off a roof roof and yells airmail yeah it's awesome airmail I, I nice. that's another post apocalyptic movie I like because it's after the great quake in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's so when like, I that's when I can't stand behind. Things are flooded. Oh, I can. Stand I loved it as a kid, and rewatching it ruined every bit of that movie for me. I just watched. An, so I just bad. watched uh, Xavier Woods Up Up Down Down, where him and Cesaro talk about how awesome it was. Did you oh, see that one? No, I didn't. Xavier loves that movie. He thinks it's so good. So that, that's funny you mentioned it because like right, it's like racing in my mind. I'm glad they talked about. And I was dragon. I was thinking I need to watch it. Do that sweet handshake thing with like a fist. Because it's just hand. guys fighting. And the fucking T one thousand is the bad guy. Robert that's Patrick. That's one reason I loved it as a kid because yeah. Robert Patrick was in it. It's awesome. I didn't know who uh, Scott Wolf and uh, other dude who hosted uh, the food show. What was that show where he's like, and the secret ingredient is Iron guy. Chef. He oh, I was going to say guy, guy Fieri. He was no, in the movie. That guy, Iron Chef guy. Watch this movie, but also I, I mean, I keep. Strongly recommending it. The Canon Films documentary. It's on Netflix now. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's if you love B movies, you'll. They mean they made a lot of uh, ones that still stand the test of time where people watch these movies. Uh, you know your Death Wish two through four. I mean they're not the better ones, but like people know Death Wish. Yeah, they, they made do. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. They made Bloodsport. Yeah. So they made legit movies. Cobra, uh, Over the Top. So they made like. Aside from all their insane garbage that they made, uh, they made some one that I still cannot find, and one day we will find it and be able to watch it. Going bananas about a young boy who befriends a monkey, which is just a uh, yeah. Why don't you find that one? I cannot. If you're listening to this and you got copies, so creepy. Going bananas. It's so creepy. You need to send us the clips I've seen of that movie are insane. I and I yeah. Send us a copy. Yes, send send me a copy. I need to I need to find a copy of Going Bananas. So the 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 company is absurd, and the the documentary is totally, totally worth watching. Uh, Yeah, Invasion USA. I just want you to think about this concept. Group of terrorists loaded up on World War II transport vehicles, come ashore after someone kills two teenagers having trying to have sex on the beach. They just invade the country. They get into trucks, they drive all over, and start committing random acts of terror. That's scary, man. It's super scary. That's terrifying. One minute you're just some punk-ass kid throwing gum on a Nissan truck on display in the mall. Next thing you know, bombs going off and Chuck Norris is flying through a window and just everyone's and being you're killed. Dead. And and you probably died. And you're dead. You probably died. So you probably don't remember that because you're dead. Or you're, you're putting the star on the Christmas tree outside your house because it's Miami and that's a tradition. Then you watch your whole neighborhood get blown apart and you lose your entire family. It well, happens sometimes. And you know those it Christ- shouldn't happen, but it happens. You know those... Cri- it's, <laughs> it happens sometimes. It doesn't ever happen. No, it happens. Not like that in here, not, but uh, no, not but as to the extreme. Here on this earth, no. we share with other human beings. I just, this is people's genuine fear. Back then they made this movie because they thought it was basically a joke. Yeah. What the hell, man? 
know. You, I want to... Man, when is... All right. How many... I want a sequel to Super Mario Brothers. I want a continuation of My Pet Monster. I need a sequel to Invasion USA. Oh, it already happened. Because it's, you know, it Escape happen. from New York. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the universe that this creates. Matt Hunter dies and he befriends... Imagine any... Before he dies, he bef- befriends Snake Plissken. Snake remembers the bombings of Miami. <laughs> he was a young kid. He was a young kid. He was the bubble gum. He was the kid that threw the gum on the car. He got put... No, and then he got... No, he got put on a bus. And then he got shipped up north. Because his family was afraid for him. And then before you know it... He was a criminal. New York is a prison. <laughs> and he was a criminal. And he is arrested. Yep. So, uh, well, he's living away from his family on the streets... Because, like, they're down in Miami, they probably got killed. Yeah, they are probably dead by that point. So, so. like, he's an orphaned Snake Plissken. Because that's his real name, right? Snake Plissken? Yeah. That's, like, his first name is Snake. Yeah. His parents were real cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Well, it's like on The Simpsons, Snake. Okay. Yeah, but, like, no one names their kid Snake. Two two people in fictional history have named their kids Snake. <laughs> snake! It's, got, it's his nickname. It's not his real name. He wasn't born Snake Plissken. <laughs> I mean, he was, but he wasn't. We don't know that. I like to believe that his name is actually Snake. If his, um, if his, um, birth certificate survived the end of the world, it would say Snake Plissken. Miami. Florida. Sure. USA. I don't believe you. You don't believe me? You're the one arguing it. (laughs) His name is probably like George Plissken. Oh, that's, you're ruining it. You're ruining everything about that character. Baxter Plissken? You're ruining everything now. I don't refuse to hear another word you have to say. Jeff Plissken? Jeff. Jeff Snake Plissken? Come on, Jeff Plissken? He got nicknamed that in high school because he was so slithery. He was a snake. Oh my god, no, stop. That's the backstory. (sighs) So, for this movie. That's how he lost his eye. A snake For this movie, how many Uzis out of five do you give this movie? Well, I'd say, I'd say two Matt Hunters, because then that's four Uzis, because he's got one in each hand, and he has two hands. There you go. Four Uzis? Yeah. I'd say four Uzis as well. I mean, I want to say five Uzis, but like it had to go to six, because he's it's only two. They come in pairs. <laughs> so, like six, we can't, so six out of five the movie, Uzis. The movie doesn't allow us to do six out of a full five. On it's a level it, of it five was that, Uzis. It was that missing story points. That's it's the six, reason. Yeah, it's six <laughs> out of yeah. That's the reason we can't give it the, the six, the one over, for the missing story points. How uh, was the dramatic moment when he finally ran out of bullets and put his Uzis down? Like, the camera zooms in on the Uzis. It did like, for like a few seconds. Like, we're saying goodbye to our old friends, the Uzis. Even though he only used them, like, twice. In the mall. No, he used them, he used them a lot. Like, every time he had a gun, it was an Uzi, basically. Except when he didn't have Uzis, it was a different gun. But for the most part, <laughs> he used the Uzis. Except for the time he didn't, then it was different. <laughs> yeah. So That makes sense. So, next week on the podcast, yeah. we're going to dive, we're going to jump. Oh my god, I think we're going to die. <laughs> we're going <gonna> to die. <laughs> it's time to die. We're going to jump Jeez. We're gonna jump to 2015. Yeah, you're not we, gonna... don't, we, don't, we don't often go into movies that are as current you know how as I... this. But it's a movie that has been, it's been plaguing us since it came out. Do you know how I said I wanted my catchphrase to be like, we watch movies so you don't have to? This one definitely applies. This, this applies 100%. Because we have to see it, so like, might as well talk about it and let you in on the and, hate. And we've been putting it off. We, never, we didn't go see it in theaters. Well, there's been a lot of good superhero movies out. Civil War yeah. sets a good bar. We, we we didn't see it when it first came out on Blu-ray. We didn't. We, it's been put off for a while now, uh, but we're gonna dive into last year 2015's Fantastic Four uh, or Fant Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. Fant Four Stick. Sounds like a sex thing. 
starring Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, they don't even care, man. They don't even Kate care. Kate Marlin, Jamie Bell. Why? This is going to be the least downloaded episode. Right, like, right no away, right away in the beginning, you have Miles Teller. He's a great actor. And then Michael B. Jordan just killed it in Creed. Yeah. I just don't understand. And Josh Trank directed this, who directed Chronicle. And it's I too much for him to handle. The pressure broke him. He had a promising career until he became fan four stick. It's just he just it just ruined it. Yeah, I, uh, I will I mean, see what does... happens with this movie and how non fantastic four it is. So I mean, it's just gonna. I mean, like I just I'm all right. I don't want to watch it. I'm already sad. This has broken my heart. Uh, pre- prepare for your heart to be broken even further. Like, can we, like, just make an edit where, like, that movie takes place while Invasion USA is going on? <laughs> so, like, they're in this lab and it cuts away to, like, Chuck Norris killing everyone? <laughs> Come on! That's... Yeah. We're that's... gonna we're gonna put ourselves through the, uh... The tor- torment of Fantastic Four 2015. What if I like it? What if it becomes oh. part of my top five movies? I don't... I don't... What if it does? Yeah. Well, we'll have to, uh... What redeem ourselves does? with something else for episode 101. Maybe Nightbreed. Or 102, I mean. But 101... First movie after 100 is going to be... Uh, this was our Four. WrestleMania. This sets the tone. It does. Invasion USA blew it apart. America, and, and now we're just, America will never be the same. We're, we, we, we're losing... We made it to the top. We're losing rights. And now, and now we're going straight to the bottom. Martial law. 100 at the top, 101 at the bottom. 101 at the bottom. It'd be cute if we did 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> it's not even a bad movie. No, it's a great movie. But Fan Force is going to be great too. I'm all on board now. All right, we're all on board for Fan Force. And this, I'm going to hate it. It's so miserable. <laughs> I'm sure. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, my name's Nick. You know that. I do Gosh. know that. We'll be back next. <laughs> I was week. telling them. They know. And we'll be back. Jeez. Be back next week with more of the best of the worst. Yeah, lots of the worst. The worst of the worst. It's the best of the worst.